Good evening, mistresses, friends, grandparents, grand, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, sisters, brothers, everyone, because I am so inclusive. Uh, happy Friday, everyone. It is May the 17th. It is definitely the 17th, and I don't know why. It just feels like it would be 17th. Not 18, but 17. Um, I hope everyone's having a great end of the week. It's Friday. I hope you guys all have, you know... A long week and now can enjoy a nice two days off, maybe even three, because I believe that um, I think Monday is some type of holiday, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and if I am, then oh well. Anyways, uh, some, some you know, more of a broad episode today where I'm talking about, I'm going to return back to my commentary on what's going on in the world of media and entertainment rather than focusing on the one and only Jeff and James and Tati and Nikita and all of that whole gang. I'm going to put a pin in it, as Valerie Cherish from HBO's The Comeback says. Um, Because you know what? I don't want to neglect all of the other very important stories that are going on in the world. Chief among them, and this is from page six. I'm going to get right into it. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West name newborn son. Palm or Pasam or P-S-A-L-M. Pasalam? Salami? No. Psalm, Psalm. I think it's a biblical term. West. Um, in this article is written by Francesca Bacardi, my girl, because you know I love her Bacardi last name. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have named their fourth child Palm Psalm West. In a post on Twitter, by the way, I can't even believe Kim is still using Twitter. She's so, like, current in modern day, and I feel like Twitter is so 2010. Anyways, I digress. In a post on Twitter, Kardashian shared a screenshot of text messages between with her husband saying, quote, beautiful Mother's Day with the arrival of our fourth child. We are blessed beyond measure. We have everything we need. The couple announced their newborn's name a week after the Keeping Up the Kardashian star shared on Twitter that he had arrived. And then there's an ad for Zyrtec, which is great. Hey, Zyrtec. Um, a rep for Kim told Page Six that their bundle of joy was born on Thursday, May 9th and weighed... Six pounds, nine ounces. Although she didn't share a picture of little Tom right away. Palm, Sam, Pasam. I'm going to have to Google this to learn the pronunciation. So I deeply apologize because I didn't grow up religious, nor did I have I ever read the Bible before. No shade. I just, I, you know, grew up non-religious, and, but I love all religions. Um, although she didn't share a picture of little Sam right away, she did say he's Chicago's twin, referring to the couple's one-year-old daughter. Quote, I'm sure he will change a lot, but now he looks like, just like her, she tweeted. Palm uh, joins older, older sibling Chicago, a three-year-old saint, and five-year-old North. Let me do that again. Chicago, three-year-old saint, and five-year-old North. I can't even believe it's been five years since North was born. And then there's the photo of um, this, the screen capture that Kim posted of her text messages with Kanye. By the way, Kim has 10 unread messages, and I like really wonder what they are. Like, who is she talking to? Oh, hey, girl, hey. Um, that's great. And it's a beautiful photo of the little baby all nestled and wrapped up in his little blanket in a crib. Um, and it's just so sweet. And congratulations to them. Uh, many blessings. She now has four kids and has been married for five years, so she's doing really well. Two of her little babies were born via surrogate, which is amazing because if you remember, it was documented on Keeping Up. Kim was having a little bit of trouble with her pregnancies. Um, but you know what? That's amazing that she is open enough and receptive enough to allow and, and love a child that is carried by someone else, which is so amazing. 
And, you know, the last surrogate they had was on the show, but they blurred out her face. But Kim was really happy with her and said, you know, had nothing but great things to say about her, which is wonderful. Um, so congratulations to Kim and Kanye. I love them. I love their house that is empty, but yet so chic and modern. If you got, you guys should watch the 73 Questions with Kim from Vogue. It's so fabulous. Like, I think Kim did a tour of her bathroom of her bedroom with like the rising tv the amazing bath with the sinks that are like just popping out of the ground like flowers it is just out of control i love it i would love her she should go to interior decorating okay after she's you know become a a world-renowned lawyer saving lives and and breaking boundaries with her prison reform act uh not act as in she's acting act as in literal like act of good kindness and good work and hard work that she's doing i think she's going to interior decorating because quite honestly she has great taste her both her and kanye have great taste um so congratulations to them lots of love and i am one of the i am a kardashian stan i am never gonna be a critic of them i've always been a fan of them since literally the show premiered in 2008 2009 they can do no wrong in my eyes and i love kim and congratulations. Plus, I'm half Armenian, so yeah, there we go. The next article um, is about Alex Rodriguez, who is engaged to J-Lo. Um, who, they're like literally photographed everywhere they go, which is like so fabulous. Imagine literally walking out the door and there's a photographer there, 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 there. They must love it. They eat it up. And you know, they're very kind to the press. Because some people, some celebrities are really mean to them and they like shut them down. But you know, these people are just trying to feed their, their children and sometimes they're animals. So, you know. Anyways, Alex Rodriguez may have a tough time pursuing legal action over viral toilet paper. And this was written today. This is also a paycheck. I don't know if you guys read the article or heard on the news. I guess across the street from where J-Lo and Alex have a, a massive apartment, there's a hedge fund office, and someone, I guess, from that office took a photo of Alex on the toilet, pantless, um, and it's, I guess the photo is circulating around. It's been on Instagram because it was on my news feed. I didn't actively go looking for us, but it's, like, in my popular page of, like, photos of him just sitting there without pants, reading a paper, or, no, I think he's on his phone, and that's such a huge, amazing, you know, sense of privacy. I mean, in my current apartment, my bathroom is sort of located in an area where you can't see from the outside, but I've lived in a place. Like, my, my parents' house, my bathroom, you can see, like, from the outside to the inside, even though it's on the second floor and my parents' house is kind of in a rem- really remote area. But still, like, you can look in and, I mean, I welcome it. I love the nude. Like, I would love to visit a nudist colony one day. Only for a few days, though, because, honey, I don't want everyone to, like, see my junk everywhere I go. Although, when I was in college, I used to, like, get fun and silly and sassy with my friends because, you know, obviously, in college, you, you throw a few back, maybe, like, 10, 20 shots. You do remember haircuts when, like, the people would lean over? I always wonder why they call it a haircut because, like, when you get a haircut... You're not dumping liquid down someone's throat. You're cutting out their hair, off their hair. I just don't even understand that concept, but let's not go there. Because um, it's been almost like 10 years since I was in college. Literally, it has been 10 years. 2018, no, 2008, I was a freshman. So, and I graduated in 2012, and it's almost 2020. According to my calculations, my girlfriend, Kristen Devrow, will not be making a comment on this. Anyways, I digress. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so Alex is just on the toilet, and I guess they're very unhappy about that because it's a huge invasion of privacy. But I think the only way they're going to be able to, like amend or mend the situation or take care of it is just get blinds in your bathroom but here we go but i understand it from their point of view like that's a huge invasion of privacy and it's kind of embarrassing but i don't think anything was displayed so who knows okay alex rodriguez camp oh by the way this is again page six and this was written by ian mower and ollie coleman on the 17th which is today at 8 16 p.m um oh that's oh i think it's east coast time though okay Alex rodriguez camp has said the ex-yankee slugger is exploring legal action after he was photographed sitting on Turd base in his luxury apartment's bathroom. Okay, it's called a toilet. They don't have to be shady. But legal experts say that A-Rod could have a tough case in court because of New York's lenient privacy laws. Page Six reported on Thursday that a rogue photo of Rodriguez sitting on the can shot through the window of his NYC pad was making the rounds. And, oh, oh, excuse me, I just sneezed. Anyways, as I'm saying, 
Paychex reported on Thursday that a row photo of Rodriguez sitting on the can shot through the window of his NYC pad was making the rounds and that his legal team was trying to flush out the photographer. The Park Avenue office building next door, uh, with views in the A-Rod $17.5 million apartment, damn, they are fabulous, includes such big-name tenants as Harbinger Group, Ortelias Capital Partners, and JMP Securities. Uh, those must all be, like, hedge funds, but I wouldn't know because I don't have a hedge fund. Um, it's unclear who snapped the pick that hits the fans, but one sympathetic tenant told us of A-Rod, quote, poor guy, that's no way to live. Sad thing is, if there's pictures of that, there's probably pictures of other things too. It's pretty screwed up. Another added, for a building with a lot of smart people in it, that's a pretty dumb thing to do. Um, that is really sad because it's a huge invasion of privacy and, like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I saw the photo. Again, I wasn't looking for it. It was, like, on my Instagram and it's a popular thing that popped up, um... But, like, here's the thing. When you live, much like in New York, L.A., your housing situations, with the exception of those who live in those, like, compounds in Brentwood, which I do not. I live in a tiny apartment in Hollywood. Um, you are living on top of each other. It's just the way of the land, the geography of it. And, like, for example, in my apartment building, like, I can hear up, down, southwest, east, northwest. And it's, like, I'm basically Charles Xavier from X-Men because I can, like, hear everything that's going on in my head. And I, like, hear everybody's drama. And I'm, like, dissecting it. And I'm, like, helping people out, even though I don't really, like, verbally go up to them and be, like, oh, I, I can help you with your problem, miss or sir. Um, because then people would be, like, you're a freak. Um, but anyways, it's just, like, you know what it is, what it is. But I I think there should be like some type of legal action definitely because he was butt naked well he was wearing a shirt um but you know if, if you know god forbid that the photographer man or woman took a photo of the southern region of his body um which i'm sure he's very well endowed because he's a very handsome man then that's just wrong it's wrong i say it's wrong anyways um another added for a building okay i already read that part after circulating among wall street types and other power players the image hit Twitter by Thursday night. So today's Friday. No, today's Thursday. Oh, so today's Friday. Oh my gosh. Um, after, but multiple legal experts told Page Six that a legal case might circle the bowel. Um, that's funny. Bowel. <laughs> uh, since the pick would not violate New York's law. Quote, under current case law, he has no case, said Brad Shear, a top sports and privacy lawyer who runs the consultancy, consultancy Digital Armor Group. Quote, under New York law, you better... Put your blinds down. He's lucky he wasn't standing there buck naked. Isn't it butt naked? Okay, but still, that's nudity. That's still wrong, and it's immoral, and it's inappropriate, and it's not fair. Although, when I was back in college, as I mentioned before, I loved running around butt naked. Only though when I had like one or two or ten or fifteen cocktails, because you know what? You know what? I just love my body. I'm very lean. I'm, I have a runner's body, you know. Well, I used to run track, fun fact, um, for about six years of my life, but then I had to stop because it really started hurting my back. And also, I was like, I don't want to keep running because I, I was like really, really skinny. I'm very, very thin, which I'm very grateful for, but um, I don't want to look like a freaking zebra. Not a zebra. Uh, what are they called? Not a giraffe. Not a zebra. Those things that run really fast. A cheetah. That's exactly. Oh, I love cheetahs because I always love the cheetah girls. Because we are sisters. We stand together. My friend Kristen Devereaux loves the cheetah girls. She and I, we used to go to all the concerts when we were in college. Okay, back to the article. Um, what? In 2015, local appears court ruled that an art show of images snapped through unwitting New Yorkers' windows was not a privacy violation. Rodriguez has yet to comment on the situation, but sources told us on Thursday, quote, Alex's lawyers are all over this. They are working hard to find out who the culprit is. The photo was obviously taken from the building next door from a floor possibly parallel to Alex's apartment. A-Rod shares the apartment with fiance Jennifer Lopez, and the pair put the pad on the market earlier this year, Paychex reported. Well, you know what? That really is great for them, and they're probably going to be a huge chunk of change, but you know what? Maybe this has happened before, which is why they put it on the market so quickly, because I think they bought it very recently. Um, and you know what? That's just... 
who wants to be like when you're a celebrity and again i'm not making up excuses for anyone you're you're living like a fishbowl everybody can see you but they don't have the right to see you but everybody thinks they have the right to see you so it's wrong it's just wrong i say um so yeah that is just really really unfair and um i do sympathize with them and they're probably going to move to like maybe they can move to like 200 the 200th floor of some fabulous building um so let me see what else is going on in the world of entertainment a lot's going on oh my gosh okay i'm gonna read about this so do you know have you guys i don't know if you heard about this so lamar odom has a telebook coming out which i believe he's the author of um and he is very revealing and very candid Lots of candid candor. I wonder if the Kardashians think about this. And I'm just going to read it to you. This is on um, TMZ now. Lamar Odom, I'm a sex addict. More than 2,000 women. This was written on the 15th, so a few days ago. Lamar Odom says he's addicted to sex and claims he's bedded more than 2,000 women, including strippers and prostitutes. I don't know if you guys remember, um, you know, when he had that really bad, that really, really scary health scare when he, he basically was dead and his heart stopped. I believe he was found at a brothel and there was a lot of drugs and whatnot going on, allegedly. Um, although I think he's admitted to it, by the way. There's like kids that are like playing basketball in my hallway. This is why I'm moving out of this building next month because it is way too loud. And this is what I was telling you. I am like Charles Xavier. I can hear everything going on. Um, but anyways, so... I guess now that he's, I, I think he might be sober and he sounds like he's doing really well, but he's, you know, I think taking his really painful past and um, addiction experience and, and writing about it, which is great. Um, Odom comes clean about his sex life in his soon-to-be-released book, Darkness to Light, where he says, quote, I have been obsessed with sex for as long as I can remember. There were too many strippers to count, Odom said in an excerpt first provided to people. It wasn't a big deal, but often I would pay them. I never thought less of them. I mean, that's really nice. I mean, I believe that because he seems like he actually does have a genuinely good heart, but maybe he just have an, has an addiction because he has an addiction in one area, which may trickle in another area. In the book, Odom also admits he cheated on Khloe Kardashian during their marriage, and she found out. I was shocked and embarrassed, Odom told people. I wanted to take it back, but I can't. I wanted to hide it, but that sick sin was hard for me to hide. I had a problem. Odom and Kardashian were married in 2009, and even though they separated in 2013, they weren't officially divorced until 2016. Odom also says porn addiction was a major issue for him, uh, and he was so obsessed with X-rated videos, I ran out of porn to watch. That's how you know when you're going a little overboard. That's very candid. Um, the 39-year-old uh, also admitted to people that sex would trigger his drug use because it would allow him to double up on the good feeling. Of course, Odom's vices all came to a head at the Love France brothel in Nevada in 2015 when the ex-NBA star overdosed during a cocaine and booze-fueled binge. Odom says he still considers himself an addict, but recently told TMZ Sports he feels like he's winning the battle. Um, and then there's a, there's a video of him talking, and I believe it might be Nolan. But just, hey, that's, I think that that's really great of Lamar Odom to be so candid and open about it because, you know, I think open conversation with regards to addicts and whatnot is really, really important. I myself have known um, some folks in my life, very important people that have had addiction. Um, I don't want to say problems, addiction circumstances. And it's, it's a really a learning curve. And, it's really hard and it's very stressful and it's very taxing, but it's it's an amazing, uh, informative experience. And it teaches you how to really care and be open. And um, for me, I think I first started experiencing it with a friend of mine when I was 25. And I was, of course, not equipped to deal with that. But you learn and you, you understand and you have to talk about it because for a long time, and I think Chloe did this too, um, I suppressed it. I didn't share the details of this 
information with anyone, even my family. But then one day it was just getting overboard and I had to, you know, uh, break down and just sort of talk to someone about it because I wasn't equipped. So I had to talk to someone who was more mature and, and way more experienced in life, which I.e. my mother. I'm just giving really good advice. But, you know, if you guys know anyone that is struggling or whatnot, you just have to be very patient and very open and understand that they're going through something that you might not be able to understand. You might not ever be able to understand. And I still feel the same way. Um, so it's very important to be patient and kind and loving and gentle um, because you never know what people are going through and it's hell. It's a crazy, crazy world out there. So anyways, I mean, there are a lot of stories that are going on today. Let me, I'm going to actually do a really serious story because I read this earlier today when I was on my walk um, and it was on CNN. Uh, so we're going to do a little bit of a more important news today. I'm just, my computer is a little frozen because I have so many windows open because I'm just doing so many different things. Um, I'm actually really excited for this week, you guys, because I did, I think, five or six episodes for you and... I am really enjoying and really grateful for the feedback you've been giving me because you guys are so nice and very supportive, um, and it's just a wonderful thing. All right, so this is written on C. This is from CNN, so a bit of, again, more grown-up news. Um, this is written by Jason Hanna and Faith Karimi. The woman accused of killing a pregnant teen and taking her baby plotted it for weeks, authorities said. Now listen up, everyone, because this is a cautionary tale. Um, I'm just, you know, my computer's like doing that pinwheel thing. Okay, here we go. A Chicago woman a, here we go. A Chicago woman accused of strangling a pregnant teen and cutting out her unborn baby had planned the killing for weeks, having first lied that she was expecting a child and then using Facebook to find and lure her target authorities said, said on Friday. I just I feel bad. Of course I feel more devastated than I think for this woman's family, but also it's coming through Facebook and people are gonna be like, oh Facebook, Facebook, but it, you know, this kind of thing happens on Craigslist too. You gotta be really careful. Okay. Clarissa Figuora, 46, strangled 19-year-old Marlon Okia Lopez at Figuora's Chicago home last month, then removed the teen's baby from her body and pretended it was hers, authorities say. This is a really graphic and gruesome story, so I should have prefaced it by saying, children, turn off the sound. Um, But again, it's a really important thing because kids are on the internet and people should know that there are a lot of predators and evil sick people out there. Figueroa and her daughter, Desiree Figueroa, who please say helped the strangulation, were arrested this week after investigators found the teen's body in a trash can in Figueroa's yard Tuesday. Clarissa and Desiree Figueroa, 24, were charged Thursday with first-degree murder and aggravated battery of a child less than 13 years old. Clarissa Figueroa's boyfriend, Piotr Bobak, 40, has been charged with concealing the death of a person in one felony count of concealing a homicidal death. Um, police have said Okia Ocha Lopez, a high school student, went to Figueroa's home at least twice this year, connecting on a Facebook group for mothers where the teen accepted Figueroa's offer of baby items. Oh, it breaks my heart. It's like a horror movie waiting to happen, which I believe the article says that as well. Um, the baby is hospitalized in grave condition and was on life support Friday, Chicago police said. Suspect pretended she was pregnant and lured victim to her home. This is another portion of the article, same article. Friday... Uh, Assistant State's Attorney James Murphy outlined the reporters uh, the alleged actions Clarissa took to lure the pregnant mother. According to prosecutors, Clarissa Figueroa's 20-year-old son, Xander, died in 2018. So this is the son of the the woman who gruesomely murdered this young lady. Her her son had passed away at 18 in 2018. She announced that she was pregnant. I'm sorry, in October, she announced that she was pregnant which was a surprise to her family since she had her fallopian tubes tied. Now, I don't know much about the anatomy of a human body, but I do know what fallopian tubes are, and they're tied up. They're tied up. How are you going to get an egg through there? How are you going to get the sperm? I don't know. 
By December, Clarissa Figueroa had posted a picture of an ultrasound on Facebook showing what she claimed was the baby she was carrying, Murphy said. In February, Clarissa Figueroa posted a picture of a crib in a baby's room to a Facebook page aiming to helping improve access to baby items for families in need, Murphy said. The next month, she posted on the page again, asking, Who is due in May, and where is my May mama's at? Ugh, it's just, it's getting worse. One of the people she connected with, Murphy said, was Oka Lopez, who at the time was seven months pregnant. Clarissa Figueroa offered Oka Lopez clothes for the baby and suggested they talk in a private message. This is why, cautionary tale, never meet someone at their home, whether it's a date, whether it's Craigslist or buying something, always meet at a Starbucks or at a fast food joint during the day inside where people are surrounding you. Always, always, and always bring someone with you. I cannot stress this enough. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I know that a lot of people are very naive to this and a lot of people are very trusting and I'm a very trusting person, but you gotta watch out. Murphy said that by April 1st, um, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping a paragraph. One of the people she, oh no. Oh, okay. Uh, Clarissa Figueroa offered Oka Lopez clothes for the baby and suggested they talk in a private message. Murphy said that April 1st, Clarissa had told her daughter that, quote, she needed help killing a pregnant woman and taking a baby. <laughs> okay. Around that time, Oka Lopez first visited with Figueroa and Desiree, Murphy said. Desiree's boyfriend was also present. At some point on April 1st, they were all together, and Clarissa and Desiree kept acting strange on numerous occasions, went into a separate room together, leading the boyfriend to tell Desiree that he would call the police if they attempted to kill Oka Lopez. The team then left the house, and Clarissa Figueroa and Desiree told the boyfriend that it was simply an April Fool's joke when they said, how prosecutors say the killing happened. All right, again, this is very, very gruesome, so if anyone isn't, for, is it, this isn't for the faint of heart, so if you're not comfortable with this, please, you know, I, I welcome you to click out of my channel, but this is a really important story I share because this is really a real, real scary world we live in. I also have a three and one-year-old niece and nephew, so I'm very protective of kids, obviously. Um, okay, how prosecutors say the killing happened. On April 23rd, Murphy said that Oka Lopez returned and sat on the couch. While Desiree Figueroa distracted the team with a photo album, the elder Figueroa wrapped a, cable co wrapped a cable around the teen's neck from behind, Murphy said. When the team was able to put her fingers between the neck and the cable, the elder Figueroa told her daughter that she wasn't doing her job, Murphy said. I'm going to pause this. I wonder, is this, for all you legal experts out there, and I would love to know this, if the young woman is passed away now, um, how do they get these details? Does, is it the culprits admitting to guilt to the prosecutors? Because is that what happens? I, I don't know how this works. I, I, unless they were tried already, I'm not quite sure. Um, <clears throat> anyways, if you, if you could let me know, that'd be great. Um, Desiree then, Desiree quote then, stepped up and began to peel the victim's fingers from the cable one by one, Murphy said. Clarissa Figueroa then got on top of the team and strangled her for about four to five minutes, she said. When Oka Lopez was dead, the elder Figueroa I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this because this is pretty graphic, but the, the baby was removed from the woman's body prematurely. The details are in this article if you want to read it it's on CNN, but I'm not going to read it on loud because it's just, it's very gruesome. Um, but after that horrific moment happened, um, 911 was called and she said she just delivered a baby that wasn't breathing. According to Murphy, both are hospitalized. <clears throat> excuse me, and Clarissa showed no signs that... <clears throat> excuse me, might have suggested she had just delivered a baby, Murphy said. Oka Lopez's husband reported her missing on April 24th, police say. But it took nearly three weeks before the police unraveled what happened, culminating investigators finding Oka Lopez's remains in the trash in the backyard of Colerso Figueroa's home, authorities say. The victim's family alleges police should have made the arrest much sooner, saying that the investigators didn't immediately act 
on leads that the family and community members were proving. I'm sorry, providing. A nightmare horror film is the next portion of this article. The three defendants appeared in court Friday, and a judge ruled that they would be held without bond. Before hearing, Oka Lopez's family publicly asked that the suspects not be granted bond. Excellent. That is, that is true. It's a danger to the community. It's a danger to the world. Ja, Julie Contreras, speaking on the family's behalf, said the relatives were living, quote, in a nightmare, a nightmare horror film. Giving the suspects um, not bond only helps this family. It helps the public security and city of Chicago, the nation, and probably even the world. Contreras on the League of United Latin American Citizens said Friday at a Cook County court hearing. Please say their break in the case came last week. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I have a little, I have a frog in my throat, as they say. Please say that a break came in the case. Uh, please say that a break in the case came May seventh when a friend of the victim told detectives about her Facebook exchanges with Figueroa even before she vanished. Um, detectives visited Figueroa home that day. The Figueroa Figueroa home that day. Desiree told them her mother was in the hospital for problem with her problems with her lungs. Then she revealed that her mother had just delivered a baby. Authorities said the investigators searched the area and found Oka Lopez's vehicle quote not far away. Chicago police. Deputy Chief of Detectives Brandon Deanhan, Deanahan told reporters Thursday. That same day, detectives interviewed the elder Figueroa at the hospital. She denied Oka Lopez came to her house on April 23rd, but admitted to meeting her in the past, Deanahan said. Suspicious, detectives spent the next several days subpoenaing hospital records and collecting DNA samples from the baby, Figueroa, said Figueroa. Uh, we determined that Clarissa Figueroa was not the mother through DNA, he said. Deanahan said, I'm so sorry for butchering these names. DNA testing did show that Oka Lopez's husband, Giovanni Lopez, was the father, Dinahan said. And the next portion is, this woman's body was found in a trash can this week. Tuesday, armed with a search warrant, crime lab officers searched Figueroa's home. Detectives discovered bleach and cleaning solutions in the home, along with evidence of burned clothing and blood on the floors of the living room, bathroom, and a hallway, according to Dinahan. Quote, they are finding remains of burned clothes. They are finding... Some blood indication on the living room carpet, some blood indication in the hallway, some blood indication on the bathroom floor, Dinahan said. Oka Lopez's body was found in a garbage can in the backyard, along with a cable used to strangle her and other evidence, police said. A medical examiner determined Oka Lopez's died of strangulation. Early Thursday, Desiree Figueroa... Desiree? Blah, 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 blah. Desiree Figueroa told detectives she helped her mother strangle Oka Lopez, police said. The motive for killing her is under investigation, but Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson said Thursday he believes Clarissa Figueroa wanted to raise a child as her own. Family says police had opportunities to learn what happened sooner, and this last paragraph basically talks about how the community was, um, is, is sort of advocating for the fact that not enough was done soon enough. Um, so that's a... I just wanted to read you guys that, and I know it really diverts from what's going on, but it is going on what's in the world. It is going on. It is something that's really painful and scary that is going on in our world, and I wanted to read that as a cautionary tale to really be careful if you guys are, you know, on social media platforms or whatnot looking for items at a cheaper price. Just always make sure you meet someone in, in, um, in, in public because you never know what people's intentions are. It's a really scary – people are really scary, and you never know people's motivations. Um, and I think this is a really – horrific thing to have happened to this family and i just hope that the baby survives and i i send my prayers and of course my condolences and lots of love to that family as you guys should too um so yeah that's that's today's episode i'm sorry and in a little dark note but again it's really important you know to always life lesson life lessons in life and every day you know oprah said something really important once and i think in an interview with um jk rowling she said always appreciate the ordinary meaning you know when you're tying your shoes or when things are just plain and simple and you're like huh Always appreciate that because you never know where life can take you. And 
Um, it's just always be grateful. And I know it, I, I even admit to it too. Sometimes I'm, I'm unhappy or I'm angry or, you know, little catty, very small, minute things bother me. But at the end of the day, just always be grateful for what you have because it could be a lot worse and, you know, terrible people could change the course of your life forever. Um, anyways, I'm sending you lots of love, light and positivity today. Everyone out there, all of my wonderful friends that are listening. Um, you are all my friends. I consider that. Um, thank you so much. If you have any questions or comments, you know, hit me up on Instagram at Andrew DeVitri at A-N-D-R-E-W period D-E-V-I-T-R-E. Have a great week and a safe weekend and be well. Take care, everyone.